from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. We are live with Zach York, Grace Christian University, and boy, getting a chance to know Zach over uh, the past few years as a player, as an assistant coach, getting to know his family, his dad, uh, in particular, who I have a lot of respect for and admiration for, and getting a chance to chop it up with him at different points in time about yourself, Zach, and many uh, different basketball topics over the years, but we're excited to have you uh, on the podcast. So first and foremost, welcome. And second of all, uh, why don't you give your give us a little intro, a little background on yourself, and then I'll share with our listener, listeners what we're going to talk about today. No, Coach, uh, thanks for having me on. You know, I've been a I've been a listener for probably since the beginning, if I'm going to be honest. So I'm I'm pretty excited to be on here. Um, yeah. So like Coach said, uh, my name is Zach York. I play at Grace Christian University, which is an extremely small uh, school in Grand Rapids, Michigan, over on the west side of the state. Uh, I'm from Millington, Michigan, which is over in the thumb. Um, and so basketball has just kind of always been a passion of mine since I was younger. Uh, I ended up having a really nice high school career. And then I'm fortunate enough to be able to play at a, a school in college, let alone a school like Grace, where for our level, we've been extremely successful. So it's been a blessing and I'm just excited to be here today. Tell our listeners what, you know, the the division is that, you know, they may have heard of. Yeah, so Grace, we play in the NCCAA Division II. So not the NCAA, like most commonly known. We are the NCCAA, which stands for the National Christian College Athletic Association. And we're the Division II in that, which means that we are, I, I like to compare us to, we aren't the size of school as most D3s, but we're a D3 in the fact that we don't offer athletic scholarships. So our kids go to schools in the state of Michigan. There's now three NCCA Division Twos. There's us, uh, Grace Christian. There's Kuiper College, which is also in Grand Rapids, and Great Lakes Christian College in Lansing, Michigan. Um, we're, I would say, majorly based through the Midwest to the southeast of uh, the United States. And there's some schools uh, out west, uh, a couple schools nice. in Texas. Um, it's not the biggest, not the biggest level, but. I've played some guys that it's some extremely high level of competition, uh, sure. just as high as a lot of D3 and NAI schools. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and you guys are uh, consistently one of the better programs in, in the country. You guys made, you know, national championships runs deep into the NCCAA uh, tournament. And so obviously, you know, if you're playing at the next level, you know, the higher level you go, there's fewer people doing it. And you're in that, you're in that category. Um, one of the reasons we brought you on here, because one, I've known you a little bit as a high school player. You jumped on to Kramer basketball camps a little later in your high school career. You played uh, a little AAU ball with my brother Micah um, or some fall league, whatever it was. You um, have had the chance to, to bring in and work some some camps, um, played college ball with Mike. What am I talking about? I'm thinking back and hey, you even played college ball. Micah was playing at Grace for, for a little bit there as well. And getting the chance to be around you and then have you in at some of our camps, I'm thinking this is a real high IQ player. Right? This is a high IQ person. Um, for a person who's 6'1", playing at the college level, 
and not a traditional point guard position, right? Uh, you got a unique game, a unique style. Uh, for you to be able to do what you're doing at the college level is is pretty rare. I was like, this is, this is a person I want to stay connected with. So it's been nice to have you work some of our camps. Tell our listeners before we dig into player development, some of the things we focused on, how we can continue to help players improve throughout the course of this fall. Uh, tell our listeners some of the camps that you worked and anything that stood out to you from those. Yeah, so I uh, at the beginning of camp season, I worked with uh, you in Kingston at an open camp. So we had that for a few days in the week. And then I worked the whole week for the Thumb Pride camp up in Seabwing. Uh, so we had that was an open camp for everybody in the Thumb. And then I also worked with you with uh, three uh, high school teams. We worked at Frankie Muth High School in Frankie Muth, Michigan. And then we worked at Corona High School. And then we also worked at Caseville High School. So we were, you know, we went for some bigger schools to some smaller schools in the state. So we uh, we moved around a little bit. So you're at a variety, right? We're in Frankenmuth. Frankenmuth girls basketball team lost in the state finals last year, right? One of the best teams in the state. We're working with them and their boys team is shout out to, to the boys team as well. They're no slouch either, right? So we're working there. Corona, uh, division three school. They play one of the harder schedules you're going to find of any team in Michigan, right? And I mean, they're based between Flint and Lansing. So they schedule a tough, tough schedule. Uh, we're in Kingston, which although we worked with a little younger group, Kingston girls basketball, consistently one of the best small school girls programs in the state. You're working with some open camps where kids of any level and any age group can come and attend. Uh, and then Caseville who had a, has a brand new coach and they're struggling. Like they're just trying to get a few wins moving forward. So we we're, we're getting every kind of piece of, uh, the mid Michigan, the, the thumb area of Michigan with some of the players and programs that we were working with, you know, what are some things that stood out to you? Yeah. And honestly, the thing that I would say stood out to me the most is that there's a lot of kids that love basketball and you can tell that they go in their driveway or they go to a park and they play basketball and they'll watch it and they'll say, Oh, I know how to do a Euro step. I know how to do a spin move, but then they have no idea when to use that skill. So they see it on TV, they work on it, they develop it. And then we get to live game situations and you never see them do that game, that move in a game because they don't know how to use it and they don't know when to use it. I think that's a big thing that we really try to emphasize at our, at our camps is the when, and most importantly, the why, because I think when you answer the why, a lot of those other questions are answered, right? Uh, we understand why you're doing something. You get an idea of uh, the situation and the situation breaks down the the win, some of the details as far as where the defense is going to come from, where the offense might be, uh, some of the situations that might break down in order to perform a specific move and when they might occur, all those little things come into to play. So you're right on the money. I think I think we've worked with a lot of kids and a lot of programs. They just really love the game of basketball, and so for us to be able to dig in and teach them a little bit more of uh, the situation and the why is, is huge. What was anything else that stood out to you? I would say that the other thing that stood out to me is that the game of basketball is continuing to grow, mm -hmm. right? There's spots where like Frankenmuth High School is a football power. They've lost in the state finals in football two out of the last like four years, but their basketball program has been able to be so strong mm -hmm. because kids love basketball. And as somebody who plays and is wanting to coach someday, that's just, it makes me really happy to think that like I could go somewhere and you know, you don't have to be like, oh man, that's a football school. I can't touch it. Like kids love to play basketball and kids are willing to work. It's just a matter of, are you able to work with them? 
So you're a high school player, you have a successful high school career, you're voted the thumb player of the year, which is the highest distinction you could get as a player coming out of that area of Michigan. You're going on to play college basketball, you're continuing to train, but you're also you're doing some individual workout what's with players in the offseason, right? You're you're working camps with with me throughout the course of, of, of the summer. What are some of the things that you enjoy most about coaching? The thing that I would say I enjoy most is not necessarily, I would say teaching somebody a new skill. And that doesn't mean necessarily like a new move, not all the time, but teaching them something that they might've seen, but don't know how to do or something they've never seen. I've worked with, I have uh, I have a few girls that I work with who, when I started working with them, it was, they middle school happened during COVID. So they didn't even get to play middle school basketball. So their full experience of basketball was upward. So my first whole summer working with them, it's like teaching them to jump, stop, pivot and rip. Right. Versus if I work with, a, let's say, a high level high school boy, I might teach them. All right. You have this really great crossover. But what's your step two off it? Mm-hmm. So being able to show somebody new and making them feel like, oh, wow, working with Zach really made a difference is probably mm-hmm. my favorite part. Yeah, that's cool. The teaching um, I could relate to that 100 percent. I love the teaching aspect of of the game as we've worked with a, a variety of different basketball programs and a variety of different players from youth level on up to, you know, varsity players, players that are going to go on to play college basketball, have scholarships and everything in between. What are some of the things that you've taken away from our camps that you continue to apply to your own game? The thing that I've honestly spent the most time this summer on is my two foot finishes. Mm-hmm. That's something that when I've worked camps that we've spent a lot of time, right? I know um, on a previous podcast, you and Evan talked about, like, that's all we did in Frankenmuth when we went for those two days. Yeah. Um, that for me being said, you said before I was six one, which is what I like to say, but in honest, it's probably pretty generous as a college <laughs> player. That's, that's pretty short. And as somebody who like, I can dunk, but it's not, I'm not an in-game dunker. So what, what am I going to do when there's somebody six ten inside the paint? What am I going to do when somebody stronger than me. What am I going to do when most guards are honestly faster than me? So how am I going to be able to be effective, whether it's scoring off two feet or being off two feet and being able to dish it to my teammates? I felt like now that I've started to add this more to my game, I feel like I'm a better passer because I'm not getting caught in the air trying to throw a pass. In college, defenses rotate so quick. They spend so much time on it. They know that if I drive from the wing to the middle, I would like to throw it to the corner. Most teams want me to throw that so they can steal that pass. But now that I'm able to play off two feet, right, I still have the ability to score, but then I might be able to kick it up top or kick it to a wing, and I don't put myself in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Because I think with two-foot finishes, we talk a lot about the options that it provides, the the counters that are there to it, playing strong, playing through contact, having good balance, good base. Um, but it makes you a better passer. It absolutely makes you a better passer. It gives you some time to make those reads, to be able to see where the defense is rotating from. Is the corner there? Okay, corner's not there. I don't have to panic, right? Because I'm not flying in off one foot and they're expecting me to just throw that kick out pass to the corner and I'm off one foot. That's my only option. That's how much time I have in the air. I'm on two feet. I can pivot out of it. Don't panic, pivot, right? And then you, you can get into some other reads. Maybe there's a, a second pivot and then somebody back cuts off it. There's a lot of different things that uh, come into play, not just regarding the scoring aspect of finishing. And, and that was just a camp that I really enjoyed. We spent two days only doing finishing at, at Frankenmuth 
and uh, to be able to do a variety of like coordination moves, competitions, uh, and a variety of different things that like this stuff really, really uh, applies. And I think our players got a lot out of it. We're going to have to do some of those things more often moving forward. Advice to high school players, right? I mean, it's not high school players listening, but it's their coaches. I mean, we got high school players listen to this. Don't get me wrong, but the majority it's, it's high school coaches that are listening to uh, this podcast for all of us that are trying to continue to develop the players that we're currently working with, you know, what are, what's some of the advice that you would give them on things that those players need to continue to develop and work on in this ever evolving game? Yeah, I, I would say I have two main things. The first one is like, I know it's kind of cliche, but work on the stuff that's boring. When I was in high school and still now, I, I can't stand working on stationary ball handling. It's something that drives me nuts, but it's also a reason why, ball handling isn't one of the strengths of my game. I'm able to <laughs> handle the ball and I've, I'm able to, you know, if you're pressing me, I'm able to bring it up, but you're also like, wow, I don't know if I want Zach consistently playing point guard the whole time, right? You think I'm smart enough. You think I make the right passes, but if I get a really quick defender, am I a good enough ball handler? And that that's, what's going to separate you, whether it's like, for me, the most fun part of basketball has always been shooting. So when I go to the gym, I make sure 90% of my workout is getting on the gun or getting a rebounder and getting up game shots. But if I spent more time in high school working on ball handling, maybe now when I was in college, I wouldn't have to spend as much time and I'd be more of a natural point guard. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing I'd say was I see this out of so many guys that are like, I'm going to, I'm going to call basketball players where basketball is their main sport as a high schooler is, is lifting. I see so many kids that are so skilled, but then like I, I'll work out with a high schooler, and obviously I'm a, I'm a really strong college player. It's one of my strengths is my, is my size. And I'm like, I'm just pushing them off the line. Mm -hmm. And then, and I work out with them and they're like, man, you know, that's not going to happen in a game. And then they play a team that plays that physical and they get to it and they're not strong enough, or maybe they have strength, but it's, they get fatigued so easily because they don't work on it. They don't lift. So, you know, by the end of the second quarter, when a team has been pressing them the whole time, they feel just as tired as they do when normally. So I, I was fortunate enough where I went to school. Uh, I, we lifted a bunch, mostly because of the football program. I played football in high school, so I lifted the whole way through. And I felt like that was a huge advantage I had compared to other kids when I'd play AAU or I'd go to open gyms is that like my body was built for contact and it was it was built for strength. Yeah, it's a great point that that you made in, in the high school environment that we're brought up in can play a huge impact because so we had a, a strength and conditioning class in high school and the varsity football coach was our PE teacher it was you know we spent four out of the five days were weight room and then the fifth day was like a you know kind of coordination you know variety more kinesthetic exercises right um, and then going to college and there were some areas I was behind, right? And, and not being able to play travel basketball, not AAU basketball. There were certain areas where I, I felt like playing with other guys that were doing that um, were ahead of me a little bit and I had to catch up. But in the weight room, I realized like my my weight understanding of like how to get in the, the weight room and work out and lift and what a good lift, you know, looks like and feels like, it was like way ahead of nearly all the incoming freshmen that I was with, it, it plays a huge role, right? And so to not only one lift, but two, just like basketball, 
to give your kids an understanding of like how to train, right? You train on the basketball court, you train in the weight room as well. How do you develop yourself into not just somebody who can, you know, bench press 300 pounds, right? Are you in the weight room to develop yourself as an athlete, as a football player, as a volleyball player, as a basketball player? What does that look like? And I really felt like I was given an advantage and obviously you feel the same way with, with your upbringing that, uh, I, I think that can be something that we don't think about as much. So I agree hundred percent. That's, that's huge. You mentioned ball handling specifically. You talked about lifting, put yourself general high school basketball player, varsity varsity basketball player. What do you think some of the most important skills are for them to have in their game in order to be successful at that level and give themselves the chance to possibly play at the next level? Um, my my first thing with ball handling is I think the most underrated move is the pullback dribble, hmm. because a lot of times I hand, I ended up handling the ball a decent amount my freshman year in college as somebody who's not an amazing ball handler. My goal was to attack and just be able to pull back enough to create space where my teammates and I played with some extremely athletic guys my freshman year was to be able to be like, all right, here, I'm going to get you ball the ball back in the middle. And you can go do because you're 24 years old with a 42 inch vertical and I'm 18, (laughs) I'm 18, barely played in college. Like that was, that was my, I would say my biggest thing ball handling was that just, it it sounds simple. And most kids I would say, don't work on it because I want to work on a crossover. I want to work on a crossover. I want to work on how to beat somebody. Well, one, I'm creating space, like you said, to beat somebody. But at the same time, if I'm handling the ball, I might create room for my teammate. Or, and then if I develop it, then I can keep attacking. Um, and then I would also say going to college finishing was way different than anything I was used to in high school. Like I go back and I watch my high school highlight tape now and I'm like, I'm irritated how slow I was going. Not that I was, not that I was physically slow. Like, obviously I've gotten faster, but the speed that I was used to playing at, right. it, it's a jump. So then when I hit the college jump, I'm missing layups. I'm missing mm-hmm. stuff that I've made my whole life. Well, it's because mm-hmm. I'm going 10%, 15% faster than I'm used to. So if I was a high schooler and like, and I'm in the gym by myself, like I always thought I worked hard, but you know, getting somebody who's that much faster than me to show me or to play defense and trail me to be like, no, this is how fast your layups need to go. Like you don't need it right now, but if you want to play in college, you got to be able to play at the speed. Yeah. The speed and playing through contact, which you alluded to already with, with the weightlifting, uh, creating separation. I mean, those are all essentially related skills, right? Um, the, the ability to play against physicality as a ball handler, as a defender, as a a rebounder, right? So many different, different ways is huge. And that's one thing that I have to, I, in our workout, especially our, our, like we'll start up our fall training program and we'll do our spring training program in Myrtle beach. And the one thing I really try to get players, cause those small group workouts, we let our guys and girls play very physical. Like, and, and if I get out there and guard them, I'll follow them on purpose and not like trying to hurt anybody, but I'll, I'll just like take, take my hand and just smack somebody on the forearm when they go in for a layup and they're like, it's not going to happen. I was like, but if you can make that shot, life will be easy for you, right? If, if I push you and you still make the shot, the game will be easier for you. And guess what? Sometimes in the game, they're not going to call it anyway. So you got to be able to, to score. And you can't just put your hands up 
and cry to an official because they don't want to hear it. They're not going to call it. Right. And so to be able to play physical, to play through contact and to make your training more difficult than an actual game would be. I mean, that's a recipe for success in anything that, that you're going to encounter. So that's, that's really, really huge. Um, Zach, as we finish out this, this podcast, takeaways from, you know, Kramer basketball, you know, working with us, anything that, you know, we're teaching that you wish, you know, maybe some other people taught more or something that, you know, you really enjoy that you you're looking forward to, Hey, maybe we can even grow that area. Um, Cause obviously we're hoping to have you back at, at more of our camps in the future. I, I would say the main thing that I like that Kramer basketball does at the camps that I've been at is we, we spend a lot of time on ball handling, but our ball handling isn't a flashy move. You're not going to go out there and be like, wow, like I'm going to go home and show off these cool tricks. These are things that go into a game and you're going to use. When you get to a game, it doesn't matter how cool you look. It matters whether or not you're being effective, right? Are you turning the ball over? Are you breaking down your defender? Um, Whether it's a push dribble, whether we're cutting somebody off, whether it's we would just straight up work on ball handling. We're not out there working on an eight dribble combo move. And that's somebody that's trying to work on personal training or just seeing it when I was growing up, I've spent workouts where I worked on eight ball handling combinations in a workout in an hour and a half workout and probably maybe took away one of them, but it, there are things that in college or even in high school on a really good high school team, you don't get four dribbles. You don't get four dribbles to do something. If I'm playing in college now and my teammate took more than three dribbles, I'm probably getting annoyed. And I'm probably saying like, <laughs> as a leader of my team, I'm going to go up to him and be like, Hey, you got to make a move or you got to pass and cut. You got to do something. Mm -hmm. And Kramer, I feel like Kramer basketball, we spend so much time emphasizing like, no, we're, we're going, we're attacking, right? We have a move. We might have a double, even a triple combo move, but it's, it's for a reason. It's not just to look cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that we teach, yeah, I, I really try to think about ball handling as footwork. Right. And so like, I'll pay a lot of attention to the feet. I feel like a lot of kids come in because of, you know, social media, the the hands for a lot of players are pretty good. It's the feet that are really messed up and we have to fix a lot of players footwork. And if we, if we can get the feet to catch up with some of what they're doing with the hands, now we start to be in a, in a really good position. And so, I mean, that's a huge part of what, you know, I think we emphasize with all the stuff that, that we're doing. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you pointed that out. You mentioned college basketball. One of the biggest things that I found when I played college basketball was the passing, like how much faster the pass was. I felt like in high school, like you could get away with like these weak passes, right? And that's one thing we're always talking about it, like snap the pass, snap the pass, like get that pass out of there. And when I went and played at the college level, the passes were just like hard, precise, so so quick. And if it's not there, it's just, it's a turnover. A flat out turnover where now you're going to be on the bench. And so to even emphasize that, I know that one's a little harder, I think, to practice, especially on your own, but to keep that in mind when you're training with a partner, when you're at an open gym, uh, and as a coach, like how often can you at least emphasize that in a workout that you're doing is like, hey, we're not going to skimp on the pass. We may not be doing a quote unquote passing drill, but if we're going to throw a pass, we're going to fire that pass, right? Because that's what's going to get it done, even at the high school level against a quality type of opponent. So um, that one, that one's a big one. 
Yeah, I was on I was on Instagram and somebody had posted a basketball trainer. I don't follow a lot of basketball trainers, but there was one that's like, this is what our camps look like. And it was uh like 50 kids around these two kids playing one-on-one. And this one kid makes like five different combination moves, is well defended, hits a tough shot. The whole camp goes nuts. And then everybody like swarms the kid that scores. And I was like, that is not what Kramer basketball camps look like. I just want to emphasize that. Like, if you think that's like what basketball training trainer camps look like, that's not what camps look like. That's nothing like I want to represent at a basketball camp. We will have coaches demonstrate one-on-one. We will have players come out and demonstrate one-on-one, but one, if they dribble that many times, we make them get rid of the ball. Right. And we just get a new defender because that we call that a stop. Two, if anybody is like celebrating to that level, right? Act like you've been there before, like you made a shot. And chances are you're going to miss that shot nine out of 10 times, right? And nobody's going to say anything. So reward the defense, act like you've been there. If you make a shot, you're on offense, make it, take it, do it again. If you're on defense now, try to lock down, right? But we're not we're not wasting time like celebrating a made shot. We're here to work. We're here to, we're here to get better. Like this is something that we take very, very seriously. If you, if you want to lollygag around and somebody makes a tough shot and you all jump around and celebrate, don't come to our stuff. Please don't ever come to our stuff. Right. Cause we got, we got more to accomplish than doing some stuff like that. We're going to get after it. We're going to work hard. We're going to get better. Right. We're going to treat people respectfully and say, Hey, like good D right. If, if something happens like that, right. Or nice shot. And that's about it. And we keep getting, keep getting to work. Sorry about the rant, everybody, Zach. Sorry about the rant. Tell us a little bit about your education and some of your plans for the future. Yeah. So, uh, at grace, I study secondary education, uh, with the focus of math and English. So when I graduate in a few short years, I'll be uh, six twelve for math and English. And my goal is I want to teach uh, middle school math, seventh, eighth grade, uh, maybe early high school, but that's just like my favorite area. And with basketball, I love working with kids. So now that I love that group of math and I love that, I love the way that it teaches you how the world works, but I also like working with kids. And then with that, I plan on coaching at the high school level. Um, I'm not sure where or what level yet necessarily, but I, when I graduate, I want to get into a high school program. Yeah. So to our coaches that are are listening, uh, you got a good one. And Evan Neff, who was on a previous podcast, you got a good one right there. We've had a handful of coaches travel around with me, work in different camps. The coaches see them and then they offer them a coaching job or say, hey, let's keep them in mind when, you know, a teaching job comes up, things like things like that. Um, you're nodding your head. I think at least one coach chatted with you a little bit this summer about uh, a possibility down down the road. So to to our coaches who are listening. And our, um, you know, superintendents and our athletic directors who are listening, all those different things, keep Zach in mind. He's going to be a good one in a couple of years once he finishes his uh, college playing career. So, Zach, thanks for taking the time to be on the Coach's Edge podcast. We went a little longer than I thought, but it was it was well worth it. And, uh, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. No, Coach, thanks for having me on. It was fun. Thank you for listening to Coach's Edge. Get after it today.